right, here we are. We're back. Sort of cool show. Hanging sort out. Sort of cool show. Hanging out. Dude, do this sort of every cool time. Right? Show strong. <laughs> we are. Man, this is uh, this is one of those episodes that I've been looking forward to for a long, long time. This Me is going to be so bro. fun. The, the stuff we're going to talk about today, you can kind of relate that to a family road trip or... Absolutely. I mean, like, I don't know anything, man. It's just, I, I think this is, this is going to be so fun. And, you know, you and I, we played in a band together for a really right. long time. And with that comes tons of stories. And, and I remember while we were on the road all those years, we always said, one day we're going to write a book about right. all these freaking stories and all the crap that we've experienced and been through and seen and everything. That's and right, so, man. The book so hasn't tonight, come out yet. <laughs> yeah, no, it hasn't. But tonight we're going to take some time. And we're going to go down memory lane and we're going to talk about some of those ridiculously funny and crazy yep. stories from the road. Being in every a band. band that every band that we talk about or every artist that we talk about on this show will has these stories in different degrees of magnitude, of idiocy and whatever the case may be. Yeah. And we were just a little old band that did what we did, fortunate enough to be able to do it on the road and make our living at it. And our stories are our stories, but we are <laughs> proud of them. But it's it's basically <laughs> like Spinal Tap in real oh life. Oh my you know? god! <laughs> <laughs> yes, I mean, it we is. Were, we, we, you know, at, at one point, you know, you were, we were asked to, to pay, to pay to get to our own shows. You know, you're, you're told you're never going to play this venue again. You know, That's you right. totally screwed us over or whatever. And I mean, the craziest things that we've seen on the road as well. And one of my favorite stories is we had just finished a, we, we finished a show and, you know, after, after a concert, you're kind of worn out, but you're normally hungry. And there's only a couple of places that are opened. Always hungry. And so we go, we go into this restaurant. We won't, we won't name it because, nope. you know, they might we get don't. mad at us, but it, it <laughs> rhyme, it rhymes with Ronies. That's right. And there's an <laughs> S in there somewhere. <laughs> anyway. So no, we, yeah, we were, we were at a Shoney's restaurant and, you know, we looked the part we were, we, we had our, we, we had our van and our trailer. We got five dudes oh. and we walk in and we, you know, we, we get our table and we sit down and I remember our server came up to us and she's like, are you guys in a band? Yes, yes, we, we are. are. And yes. we knew, man, we knew she was never going to know who we were. We were such right, a, you know, we were, you know, if, if you want to call us a no name, we were no name. But hey, man, we made a living at it. And that was a lot of fun. But we we did have a lot of fun with that question when people would yes, ask us. Did. This particular night, she says, so well, what's your band name? And we're like, we're Tonic. We're Tonic. <laughs> yes. Goes, yes. Tonic. I don't I don't know. Like, who? Yeah, sing one of your songs, and I, I remember you singing. broke out into "If You Could Only um, See" or "If You Could Only See." Yeah, yeah. yeah. She was like, it's "Oh my out. gosh, I know, I love that song." I love and it. And I don't but... sound, and I don't sound like that dude. You no, know, it's like no, I don't so sound much. like that guy. And she was like, "Oh my gosh!" So we signed her menu or something. We I don't did. know what we, we did. The, we signed the show's menu. You know that girl's got that thing probably in a box She's in the like, attic somewhere. Like y'all ain't gonna believe this. Back when I worked at Shoney's up there. You know what? Tonic came into my eye. No, all the boys tonic. Right. <laughs> oh like, my gosh! Bless her heart, man. You know what that means. Bless her heart. But so yeah, terrible. Yeah, there was some good times, man. Some really good times. You know, one of the one of the funniest things that happened. We were unfortunate in the case that we never really got to go in the tour bus. You know, that was a dream of ours, and we about bought one one time. Yep. So we traveled in a van. Now this was a Ford Econoline. 
mm-hmm. van. We pulled a 16-foot Wells Cargo trailer that was literally packed from the front to the back to the top. But the one thing we didn't have in our van was a bathroom. <laughs> so, so, so we, and we, now look, man, we're all dudes in the van, so we're cool with it. But what was funny is every so often you see one of us sitting up with our hand kind of one hand down and one head <laughs> hand over the bench in front of us. Yes. And we were peeing in a bottle, man. I mean, we had Snapple bottles and they were everywhere all over the floor <laughs> until we could stop, man. But that's what you had to use, man. You had to use a Snapple bottle. <laughs> and I had so many Snapple bottles underneath my, my bench. They just yeah. clanged together, you know. That oh, was so gross. But we didn't have bad. We weren't going to stop every 10 minutes to go to the bathroom. So we just right there, man. Yeah. Crazy stuff. Oh, buddy. my gosh. You remember the time we went? I don't, I don't remember what town. I feel like maybe we were in Florida. And we were, we were in Florida we, we a lot, all the time. And we we used to always stay at either like, I mean, look, man, come on. We we were a little band. We were whatever money we had, we wanted to put in our pockets, so we weren't spending right. it on lavish hotel rooms, right? Right. And we had already we had reservations to this hotel. I think it was like a days in or whatever. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. And I remember we parked the we parked the van and trailer, and we get our bags and our you know our suitcases and stuff. We're rolling in. We're tired, man. It's it's it had yeah, to be at least midnight, probably one or two a.m. Yeah. Yeah. And I remember we roll in, we get our keys. And I, I remember going to the door and putting the key in the lock. And I'm like, what is that? And I, I kind of put rubbed my hand over the door. And I was like, That's, those are freaking bullet holes. Three of them. Yeah. And I was like, what? I mean, you could tell they were trying to, somebody tried to fill them in, but those were legitimately bullet holes in the door of this. <laughs> putty. They put putty <laughs> it over was, man. It make was us awful. feel better. I know. But the best so, part was when you went to go to bed. And so we walk, yeah, we walk in the hotel room. I'm like, this is janky, man. But whatever. I mean, we've stayed in the, so tired, the worst man. of the hotels you could possibly stay. And I'm like, I just want to go to sleep for four hours. And I remember I, <laughs> I go and I change clothes. I go and I pull down the covers, and there's women's un- dirty underwear. It was a dirty bra. <laughs> it was a dirty bra in there. And that thing, man. I remember that thing was skanky, man. It was oh, like dude. dark brown. It was a white bra. But at this point, it was like dark brown, and it was like this room had three bullet holes, a, a dirty bra in the bed. So I we, man, were, we were just I'm, like, look, man, we're getting out whatever, of here. Whatever, throw the bra. Dude, so we checked out. We checked out. We're like, for credit on us, man. We went to the – no, dude. We went to the front desk and said, listen, man, there's bullet holes in the door. There's dirty underwear in the bed. I mean, come on, man. And so he gave us our money back, and we were just like – Back in the van, we were yes. exhausted. By this point, we're pissed off because we're tired. Right. And it's you know it's two o'clock, three o'clock in the morning. Right. By, by now, we're just like we're not going to get a bed till five a.m. There's no way because right. right. we right. just kept driving until we found something. We finally found something, man. And I think we, I you know what, honestly, that might be one of the nights where we pulled into a, a restaurant parking lot and it's it like we'll just been. sleep for three hours and then we'll just go it, load in the show. Got to remember, you know, the way. If you're not, if you don't understand how it works on a band, you know, there is a, there is a method to the madness. You know, there is a schedule. Like if you're playing in Jacksonville, Florida tonight on a Friday and then Saturday you are in, you know, New Orleans, then you've got to work that out and you have to be ready to leave when you leave or you're going to miss load in time. And our load ins at that point were four hours at least for load in check, sound check and all that before showtime. And I remember, you know, we all like, so, so for us to pull in a rest stop or something and sleep for three hours, I mean, literally we couldn't just say, oh, we're going to get like seven hours of sleep here in the room. No, we had to get up and go, Yeah. you know? And so, yeah, so you were on a schedule, um, but yeah, so, so 
if you were fortunate enough to get the hotel room, you know, and sleep in it for, and, if, and the greatest was when you had an off day, man. We'd sleep oh. and get that extra hour checkout time. Yeah, man. 11 o'clock checkout. Hey, man, Heck can yeah. you have an extra hour? Oh, they'd always give it to you. Yeah. And so we, man, we used it too. But I was in Atlanta playing. Um, this was about a year before you, Steve, were in the mm-hmm. band. Mm-hmm. And our keyboard player at that time, we, it's kind of the same situation late at night. We're tired in Atlanta. He gets the key to the room and he goes up and we're just ready to crash, man. We're so tired. And we open the door. And as soon as Rick opened the door, there was a gun right in his, between his eyes. <laughs> this dude had put a gun. I mean, almost put an imprint of a, of a 38 right there between his eyes. What had happened was, and I remember him saying, whoa, dude, whoa, dude. Sorry, man. And he holds up, holds up the keys. It was like five old good old boys in there and they were yeah. drinking. They were, they had, you know, I could see it, see through the door and they had, you know, they were, what they were doing, they were watching a football game Yeah. and they, the front desk had given us the wrong room key. Oh my gosh. And so we just were going to walk right in. Well, these boys weren't having it, man. These, these good old boys from Atlanta weren't having it. And they put that gun right up between his eyes and I'll never forget that. <laughs> And once they, but what was cool is once they figured out was they were like, oh man, sorry, dude. We're like, sorry, man, you about blew his head off, you know? So yeah, man, those kind of, those kind of, but, and that goes along with terrible scheduling. So yeah, right. You're in a band that has a good person that books you and can route your shows accordingly. But we didn't always, always have that, you know, fortune. We would be in Montana one night and Florida the next (laughs) (laughs) well no i remember the time that we played uh we left charlotte we drove to michigan played a show in michigan drove to miami maybe it wasn't miami it was maybe fort lauderdale somewhere in florida and our next gig was three days later in nucla colorado yes nucla that and nucla (laughs) is in the southwestern i think corner of nucla colorado and utah yeah, I think there's and nothing else that. there other than an auditorium that we played in. That was it. And everybody from town showed everybody up. Everybody was there. That's I the mean, thing, they, man. Yes. I mean, what was crazy was we. it was an auditorium, the school auditorium. Yep. Our age audience was probably college up through like in 30s or whatever, right. you know. But at this show, man, they were bringing them out. Town. from the rest home they were coming out from the nursing home man they were wheeling up in chairs man that's the biggest thing they've ever oh, seen man, man Dude, that there's, place out there's shows where i remember we played um a little i mean again it's so funny we made our living playing little towns yes we and we did. would play i remember we played live oak florida and we'd, we'd sell we'd sell gosh six seven eight hundred tickets to the show yes. right there we would play that's crazy two nights play, you know yeah we'd play like outside of like flint michigan or whatever we'd sell you know eight eight nine hundred thousand tickets or whatever we would it's uh, crazy but but then there were shows where we'd sell two tickets <laughs> oh so we're in memphis everybody. we'd drive for hours and hours and hours to get to a show we sell two tickets dude these people we set up in two literally and the, the sad thing about it is these folks drove three hours to yeah. get to this show, and they were the only freaking two people that showed up. But here was the worst part of all of it. That night, but it was an off night. It was yeah. not a – it was a Thursday or whatever it was, but it yeah. wasn't a, a prime night for play. Right. And I remember we decided that the promoter would let us come in 
and play, we would sell tickets and we mm-hmm. would split the door with him. Yeah. Now, <laughs> ticket, so tickets, tickets were five bucks. <laughs> so no, they had three with them because I remember the door made 15 bucks. We split it. Yeah. And we made seven fifty as a band. Seven dollars and fifty cents. That's yeah. a bucket of chicken nuggets. Dude, I remember thinking that night because at first we were just like, "Man, we're not gonna let's just let's just call it off, man." There's only two people here. We're just we can't go play a show for two we're like, people. Yes, man. We flew the whole Dude. production and everything. Well, the crazy the crazy thing is, is because we got to talking to them, and that's when we found out they had driven like three yes. or four hours to get like, there. They were we so excited. We we're like, well, we play. can't cancel the show. They, I mean, oh my gosh. But I remember thinking i was like man dude we could have just come to them we could if we just knew where they lived we would just go to their town and play you know (laughs) we'll just come over to your place to play it's got to be more exciting than playing here (laughs) but you're right man at that point you want to say dude i am not getting up there and playing for all these i'm not doing this show for two or three people but then you realize you're right they drove three hours and you're like we owe it to them yeah, but you know, you think the promoter would have gone, look, guys, you can have the extra seven fifty, but he wasn't having it, buddy. Oh, he was taking it. his seven fifty. Yeah. He was like, he's like, dude, Uh-oh. I spent four hours at this place with you guys loading in and setting up and everything else. I'm making my seven fifty. Oh um, my god! And then we had, but you know what? For all those little gigs like that, you had, you got to go. That was the one of the greatest things about us being on the road is the fact that I can always say I've seen so much. Oh, I've man. seen. You know, I've seen everything in the in this country there is to see, and you know, we've gotten to do a lot of great. We do. We yeah. used to say, man, we got we've gotten to do things that people would give their right arm to do. Oh man, play in a band for a living for seven or eight years, yeah, and make a living at it, and get to see the world world, and get to, you know, have the camaraderie with other artists and people, and. So you got to see a lot, but one of the worst things is when you get to see something, but your band breaks down in Chicago, Illinois, on the <laughs> South side at two 30 in the morning and the freaking guy at the gas station or the yeah. convenience store is pissed off at us because we broke down in his parking lot. Well, never we, forget. Yeah, so, that. so our van, it's a flat the, tire, right? No, we ran out of gas. And so, <laughs> that's the interesting thing about that. that's even worse. <laughs> it's man. worse. And here's why. Because oh back then, when we were playing in the 90s, they didn't have diesel at every gas that's station. Right. That's right. right? And we drove it, a diesel van. Yes. If you want a diesel, you had to go to a truck stop most of the times. That's right. There was very, very few places that, you know, you couldn't just go to your your local twice daily or 7-Eleven no. or whatever. And you wouldn't and, get that in downtown Chicago. You weren't so we're in downtown, literally downtown Chicago. I mean, we're looking at, I don't know what they call it right. now. It was we're Sears looking Tower at the Sears, Sears Tower. Right. So it's right there. And so, you know, it's 2.30 in the morning. We're in Chicago. I'm like, what in the? crap and so we stall and we were able to roll our van rolled in we just pulled into the pumps just praying that there was diesel at those pumps right. well there wasn't well there wasn't and right. so there was a row of probably 10 pumps it was a massive gas station it was no diesel anywhere to be found nowhere and i remember the guy comes running out and he goes move fireman. move you're blocking my pumps and I'm like, like dude, we can't move. I was like, we're, we ran out of out of fuel. We have diesel. You don't have diesel. It's 2.30 in the morning. Like, I know. Okay, I'll call, call the cops. And I was like, bro, call the cops. Call, That's what we want call right them. now. And <laughs> we're broke down in Chicago at 2.30 in the morning. Call the cops, please. So Todd, our driver, was... Who, who ran out of gas, by the way. That's what I did it. And here's Notorious. a funny... 
our our van had two gas tanks. Two, two tanks. So you flip so one you over when one gets low. It, and then you get the other one. So it's just like, yeah. you know, when that second tank gets halfway, you should probably try to find a place to stop and fill it up. So oh I remember gosh. what we did was um, myself and Dave got on the back of the, we, in between the, so we were on the van bumper. So between the, tra- the trailer and the van, <laughs> we were jumping up and down <laughs> to get the fuel to, to like to, to, move yeah, in the tank and hopefully, and hopefully get into the oh, filter so we could actually get some, or get in the fuel line so we could actually crank the thing so we could get back on the road and at least try to find diesel. So that's what we did, man. We finally, we finally. Did we find it? Finally, I mean, we, we obviously did. did. Yeah, I must have been asleep. We finally, we finally got out of there. You probably were asleep, man. <laughs> back that back bench, man. You, you thought we were, you were on a water bed or something, man. <laughs> yeah, we'll talk about running out of gas. So, so the guy that was our road manager, his name was Todd. And, you know, when you're, look, when you're on the road with guys, like we, we were, we were on the road more with each other than we were home with our families. I mean, that's just, it literally, I saw these guys more than I saw my wife and boys, my kids. So, and at that point until 99, when Steve got married, I was the only one married in the band, but I saw these guys more than I saw them. So you get to know each other. You kind of, you know, you get mad at each other. You Mm -hmm. laugh, but we laugh more than we did ever. Totally. But in defense of Todd, our road guy, yeah. This guy's this guy was a workhorse, and he, he was always getting offers from other bands. He was so loyal. He he could have made he five was. times the amount of money with someone yes. else that he did with us, and he you know, was so and, loyal man. He really probably kept the band afloat. He did uh, as far as production wise and keeping us going. Yeah. He we got we were we had played in Florida. We'd been in Florida for four days. On our way back, again the band runs out of gas. Yep. And we pull into a Stuckey's that yep. had a Dairy Queen. Remember? Yep. No diesel. Mm-hmm. So we're so mad at Todd. <laughs> so mad at him. And so we're thinking, what are we going to do? Well, dadgummit, Todd, you know what you're going to do? There's a town about three miles away, and you're going to walk to that town, <laughs> and you're going to get the dadgum diesel. And we're going to sit here and eat ice cream while you do it. Dude, it was Florida. And we let him the, do it, man. It was Florida in the summer. It was it was probably hundred degrees, with humidity and everything. At least hundred degrees outside, man. Middle of and the day. Oh, we were we talking were about jerks. this the other night. We were saying, I remember we were texting each other about the show, and yeah. and, and and we mentioned this instant. And I think you said, man, we were just such a jerk to him that day. Yeah. Because that was dangerous, man. He could have. Oh, I mean, really, really, that was dangerous for us yeah. to that. But we did. We yeah. let, and then we, and then I remember Wes fussing because he wouldn't get back. <laughs> he wouldn't get back. <laughs> <laughs> like, where the crabs he at, man? He had to walk three miles. He's been going walked, for two hours. He, he, he walked six miles round trip <laughs> <laughs> just to get us enough gas so we could drive to the gas station that he walked to. to get the gas. To fill up. That's right. Oh, man. You, we were you awful. You know what? We were horrible. When we, and what was crazy is when we got, <laughs> when we got in the, when we got back in the van to go get the diesel, we were all eating ice cream. And yes. We didn't, we didn't find <laughs> he that. He was just sweating his butt <laughs> off. Oh, my god. He gosh. was, man. He had to change his clothes and crap. So oh, terrible. Oh, man. And then he had to drive all the way back to North Carolina yep. while we slept. Yep. Oh, man, my God. You know, you were talking a little, a little bit ago about how, you know, we got to see a lot of the country and do a lot of yeah, things. Man. and You know, yeah, it, it was really, really cool. I mean, it, you know, I got to say, I mean, I've. I've seen so much of this country and Canada and other places, you know, just because of, of playing music. And it's, it's been, it's been a joy and it's been really cool to experience that and kind of, you know, see all the things. Well, I remember we were in, we had a day off in Kansas city 
And um, we had just gone to see the Kansas City Royals play the Boston Red Sox. We did. And it was so cool, man, just to be there in that that, uh, stadium and watching a baseball game with your band. Yeah, you just feel good. It just feels great. Oh, yeah. Well, my wife had just started her very first job. She graduated college. We got married, and then she started teaching high school math. I remember that. And we left, you know, the week after we got back from our honeymoon, we hit the road again. And so... We're in, uh, we had a day off, like I said, in Kansas city. And I remember leaving the baseball game and we, our plan was we were going to go, we were going to leave there and go to the movies, go watch a movie. Yeah. You know what movie it was, right? <laughs> yes, I do. American pie. Okay. Yeah. And so, and so, uh, she calls, she calls that's back. I actually had a cell phone by that point. Yeah. And so she calls and I, and I pick it up. I'm like, Hey, how's it going? Yes. And she just breaks down into yes. tears. She's yes. just yes. crying her eyes out. She's like, I can't believe I went to school for four years to yeah. do this. This is the worst thing. <laughs> I had the worst day, the worst of my life. What if she's just crying and crying and crying? I'm like, Oh, it'll be okay. As I'm walking through the parking lot after a baseball game going on our movie. way to the movies. Yes. And dude. she goes, so, uh, so, so what are you guys, what are you guys doing? Nothing. <laughs> Like gas, have a flat tire. I was like, well, we just left a, a Red Sox game, and we're gonna, yeah. we're gonna, we're getting ready to go to the movies. I was yes, like, oh man. gosh, but that I, was the life we lived, man. It was, and and I did the same thing. Um, I remember, I re- it was funny. I remember I would call home, and like at that point, my boys were, uh, like four and one, or yeah. like whatever, they were really, them, really tiny, and so or little, and so my wife had them at home by herself. And, you know, and if you're a parent, um, like nowadays, like I can't, I like she needs a crown because I can't believe that she, you know, took care and she taught school yeah. and took care of the two boys while I was out doing what, and, and like I would call home at night, like something like we'd have a really good gig, man. Or, yeah. you know, one of our radio songs were doing decent on yeah. some, you know, whatever. And I'd call home and I'd be like. Oh man, we did this and we did that and we did this. I go, what'd you do today? Well, let's see. Austin threw up. Um, Andrew fell down the steps. Uh, has to get had to get two stitches, and then the car uh, broke down on my way to school. One of the kids' mothers cussed me out, and blah blah blah. And it just we just went on and on. And I'm feeling like this heel because I'm sitting there going, yeah. But but again, that's what we knew. Yeah. You know, we didn't know. I mean, because when I got out of college, I got married. And literally, when I got out of college, I got married uh, two weeks later. I went on my honeymoon and I came back. And I literally, the day after I got on my my honeymoon, I went on the road. Yeah. And I never did anything else until we stopped playing. So I didn't know any. That's all I ever knew. You know, that's all I ever knew. But I'm fortunate that. I was able to do it. And I'll always say that I'll always be thankful for that time. I couldn't do it now. Yeah. I I don't even, I don't even know how, I don't know how bands do it these days, man. It's, it's not, you know, you, you think it's glamorous on the outside looking in and it's just, it's just not, man. It's just, it's a hard, it's a lot of fun, but it's definitely the hardest years that I ever worked in my life. I mean, it was just, I remember physically and mentally draining. Yeah. You know, we, we have met some really great people on the road. And, um, we've had some really, uh, really fun times, but then there's also those times where I remember we played a show in at Liberty university (laughs) and we were already a little bit reluctant because of kind of their, um, I guess their, their ways and their, 
their stance on rock music, you know, and more, and all more that. than anything, so, right? Because I, and, you know, I ended up graduating from Liberty later. Oh yeah, life, right. But, yeah, totally. Yeah. So yeah. Um, and so when we were there playing, and I remember in our set, we always had this moment where we would play a Frampton song. Do you feel like you we feel do? Like- just primarily because we used the talk box. Just yeah, like, and it was kind of a yeah. moment for Dave, our guitar player, and he did the he did the part, and it was so fun, man. The crowds it always was. loved it. And <clears throat> I remember Jared's instrumental Farquhar. thing because I left yeah, the stage yeah. and you guys just played yeah. the heck out of it. It was awesome. And I guess that was after we came off stage and Falwell came up to you, right? It's the son, not Jerry. Senior, Jerry Junior, son. Jerry Junior. Yeah, I was I was backstage, and the crazy thing was this: I'm standing there, right? And y'all are just out there just burning it up, man. And yeah. and honestly, man, the kids are just they were they're into it. They're into it, man. But and, and you know, cause it was different at that point. In yeah. that it that in that era, we're talking about 97, 98, whatever. Yeah. You know, talk box wasn't used a lot outside of Frampton and Aerosmith and you know, right. whatever. So we had an authentic Dave had an authentic talk box like Frampton used back mm-hmm. in the 70s. So he had that thing, that heavy thing on the road, and we played it all the time. And this was a time for me, number one, to give my vocals a rest, mm-hmm. take a break, give me something to drink, and you guys just to show what you did music-wise, and, and Dave especially, yeah. do his thing. Well, I remember Dave starts going into the, you know, the, the talk the, box the, part yeah, right. on the record. Two minutes or less later, here comes this dude, and he <laughs> is spitting nails, man. He is red in the face. He's like... You better stop that song right now. I'm pulling the plug on it. And I'm like, what the crap, dude? This is an instrumental <laughs> song. He went. Yeah. Now, now, understand, this is a conservative, very, very conservative school. Yeah. Um, Whatever. But he says to me, back when I was a teenager, I used to drink beer and go out with girls. And that song was played on the radio. <laughs> <laughs> and it brings back memories. And I'm like, dang, I felt like I said, dude, those are good memories. <laughs> I mean, I was just blown away. And so fortunately, fortunately, the song was about over. Yeah. So right. he was going to pull the plug, man. Yeah. It was, and yeah. I will never forget that dude. <laughs> he was so mad at that song because it brought up a memory of him drinking a beer with some girl. So <laughs> great. Oh my gosh. Dude, you remember going to Grand Canyon? Oh, dude, yes, absolutely. We, we had a day off in Phoenix, yep. and we decided, we well, okay. So we thought we would take us a little hourly stroll up the mountain <laughs> to see the Grand Canyon. Eight hours later, <laughs> we finally get there. I mean, seriously, man, we thought, we didn't look, because, you know, no GPS, yeah, no MapQuest, uh-uh. no Google Maps, nothing. Map, literal map. Literal map. Yep. We were like, oh, man, this will take us an hour, hour and a half. It'll be a great far. day. Dude, it was probably six hours we drove to get to the canyon. But I always had this dream of peeing off the side of the canyon. (laughs) And sure enough, man, I got to do it. I got to do it, man. I got to finally. That was a fun. That that if you've never been to the Grand Canyon, man, that place is it's breathtaking because you don't you see it in pictures, but until you stand there on the side of it and see it, it's unreal. And then when you pee off of it, and that goes for, (laughs) for it goes forever. (laughs) <laughs> like, oh. yeah, guys, yeah, don't, yeah, don't drink the water in the Colorado River. <laughs> <laughs> you mentioned in the early part of the show, um, paying to get in your gig. Yeah. Well, play this festival in Charlotte, and we were uh, not a headliner. We were 
pretty far up in the – Our one of our records was coming out. It was our home crowd. Yeah. Great gig, man. Great gig. A lot of people that knew us were there. And we felt like rock stars. I mean, it was the Carowinds I mean, Palladium. Yeah, that venue holds probably 12,000. It was probably Right, it was, it was packed. Full. Yeah. It was probably packed. And, you know, we did get to play a lot of places like that. You know, yep. a lot of the amphitheaters in the country like that, we got yep. we were fortunate to play. House of Blues, all, you know, we oh, played yeah. there and stuff like that. But this was a great gig for us. And it was a gig that was kind of set up by management in order for us to premiere kind of an album release here at this show, you know, and blah, blah, blah. So, Walked off there feeling like rock stars, man. The next day, we're booked in this little town about two hours away. We come rolling up, about 200, 300 people there. And we get to the entrance, and the guy goes, can I help you? I said, what he said, can I help you? And I was like, uh, well, whoever was driving, I'm sure it was Todd, said, yeah, we're here. We you know we're the band. He said, I don't know about no band. It'll be, it'll be 10 bucks a person. And so, yes, we did. We paid 10 bucks a person to get into our own show. Literally. Paid. Oh, my so gosh. We, we had to come up with 70 bucks out of the T-shirt sales to get everybody in. And luckily, they paid <laughs> us back. But, you know, I've never had to pay to get in my own gig. I felt I should have said, are they worth paying for? I don't even want to go to see and see these guys. You know, that's <laughs> so funny. You know, um, talking about good people, though, right? You know, the Fallwell yeah. experience was a bad, a bad experience. But the one of the good experiences was we had this gig booked. And I think it was somewhere like in the Myrtle Beach area or whatever. Mm-hmm. And um, it was kind of booked into the future. Like we were going to play this, this show like a couple of months from this particular okay. time. And I remember we were going on another set of gigs we had to play and we leave, you know, everybody, we all would meet at this location in this big parking lot and we would drop our cars there. Mm-hmm. And then we'd all hop in our van and trailer and we'd drive to the gig. Mm-hmm. And I remember we didn't get 45 minutes up the road and the van starts smoking and then <laughs> All of a sudden, it just it's it's done. Nothing nothing else is happening, and we realized that the transmission was gone. It was completely shot, and we were like, "Oh my gosh, man! Like how are we?" And you know, look, well, that's how we made our living. Like if we, right. we can't, you can't skip a show. You skip a show, you don't eat. You don't get paid. That's <laughs> so, right. You don't. Eat. So right. we were like, we got to figure out how to do this and pay for you know a fifteen to eighteen hundred dollar repair on our van. Right. Exactly. And. You know, so I remember we we uh, ended up renting another van. Mm-hmm. We got our we hooked our trailer up to it, and then we had our van towed. And I remember you called the promoter for this future show that we were going to play out in Myrtle Beach. You're like, "Hey, listen, mm-hmm. this is what mm-hmm. happened to us. You know, we we desperately need to get this fixed so we could stay on the road. Right? Um, is there anything you can do to kind of help us out?" And right. he goes, "Look." He goes, I'm going to go ahead and pay you now. I'll pay you in advance, which was like three months in advance. You don't right. pay bands like that. No, it you don't. not back then. And so I remember he paid us. Uh, he, he sent us a check in advance, and then we went and got our van fixed. We did, man. And then we went and played the gig. So you just do things like that, man. You run into good people, good promoters, guys like that that really want to help you out. And they kind of see it for what it is. You know, It's and like I, we're just a young, hungry band out there trying to yeah. make a living. And, and I think also – I think you're right, and I think also the fact that the matter is, you have to also when you're when you're in a band, and you're playing, you also have to put moral business practices in it. Like yeah, like or, or in, in not only business practice, but you know, if you're coming in, you don't you don't go in and be a jerk. You know, yeah. you go in and say, hey, dude, thanks for having us, man. You know, and really be easy to work with. If you're easy to work with, you'll get invited back. 
Oh yeah. You know, but if you go in there and you're like, you think you're Van Halen or something <laughs> and you act like it, that's the last time you'll play there. Yeah. And so this guy had had us before yeah. to play yeah. and, and you know, he knew us and he yeah. said, look, these guys, you know, they're, I'll take care of it. You know? Yeah. And then we, three months later, we went and played his gig yeah. knowing that we weren't going to get paid for it. You know, right. we'd already gotten it, but yeah. without that man, without that, we would have never, you know, we'd have never made that gig. So no. thanks for Thanks to him for doing that. You know, yeah. I was trying to think we did one of the greatest things we did was a radio tour. Oh man. So fun. Okay, so what happens is, you know, you put out a record, you put out a radio song. One of the things you would do is you would bust it and go out to radio stations and morning shows and afternoon shows, and you would sit there with the DJ. He would spin your song, and he would interview you a little bit, and then you'd go to the next town, and you'd do it again, man. I mean, it was hardcore grassroots promotion. And so our record company out of Atlanta at this time, had set us up to go, me, Dave, and Steve, had set us up to leave like the day or two after Thanksgiving. And we were going to do 67 appearances in 18 days, covering six states. I'll never forget it, but it started in Ohio, Indiana. I want to say Illinois, maybe a part of that. It was up in that area, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And you know, we were called the wrong band name during an interview. You know, we, we <laughs> they would, were, they would, they would say, Hey, the next song from, you know, then they'd yeah. say our band and then they'd play a different song. Right. From, or that, right. They play. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yes. We'd be like, okay, we don't sound like that girl singing that there, you know, very, very much uh, spinal. But that, I remember that. And we were in a Jeep Cherokee, which was mine. Yep. Yep. And so it was Dave, Steve and I, and I had a guitar, Dave had a guitar and Steve had some percussion instruments, tambourine and some shakers or whatever. And that was what we took on the road to do it. And our suitcases, by the time we came back, we couldn't see because it was Christmas time. Because I think we got home about two days, three days before Christmas. Yeah, it was right before. And we did all our Christmas shopping while on that tour. But I'll never forget that 18 days as being one of the greatest times. But what happened to us, too, you remember we showed up to <laughs> one one um, record store thing where we had to go into a record store and do a little acoustic set. And again, I don't know what it is with the word, the number two or three, but only three people showed up that one time. <laughs> but fast forward to a week later in Fort Myers and the place was wrapped around the building waiting yeah. to get in to see uh -huh. us, you know. So it just depended on where you were. But I, I'm going to let Steve take it from here on what happened to us in Valparaiso, Indiana. Oh, dude. Okay, so first of all, we did, you know, we would do several things. So we would do the radio interviews, and then we would also, if if we could, we would do a music store signing, like a record store signing. And that, I remember that night, we had a really, it was it was a really interesting thing, because they were like, the guy was like, hey, can you play an acoustic set? Yeah. And, you know, because I remember I had a tambourine and a shaker, and you and Dave had guitars, and yeah. Whatever, we're like, oh, yeah, we could do that. And so we're thinking, look, this thing was promoted weeks and weeks in advance. It's going to be a good crowd, you know. Yeah, I remember we walk in a little bit early. We walk in, we meet the store staff. And as, you, as soon as you walk in the door, there was this massive display of our yes. record. <laughs> hundreds of copies hundreds. this guy brought in. Our hundreds posters, of copies of our posters hanging everywhere. Everything. Great, you know. And he goes, all right, man, well, we're going to have you set up. There's like an upstairs loft. He goes, we're going to have you upstairs right. set up in that loft. 
And I remember we go up there, we're setting up, and I'm, and then I remember thinking, this thing starts in like five minutes. There's like nobody here. <laughs> Are we sure it's not eight o'clock instead of oh seven o'clock? Oh my gosh, dude! And I, all I could think about was that guy's gonna send every one of those records back. Yes, like he's yes. gonna send every one of those things back. That's the way it worked. Right. Oh my gosh! But I remember we went up there, and there was three or four people who showed up, and they, you know, we played our little acoustic we set. Did. Signed, you know, each of them bought a record or yeah. CD, signed the CDs. And I remember as we're getting ready to leave the store owner or the music buyer, whoever it was, he was like, listen, guys, man, I am not sending these records back. I'm going to yep. sell every last one of them. Like you guys came in here and you gave it your all and you treated us with respect and blah, 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 yep. blah, blah, whatever. So anyway, it was a really, really cool time. So we, so anyway, so we leave that, you know, it's cold, it's late. It, yeah, it's, it's, it's December in, it's, in, in it's, Indiana. Yeah, it's cold. And so we're driving down the road. And we're feeling pretty good about ourselves, you know. Yeah. We're like, okay, you we're know, we just that super eight. Somewhere. Yeah, man, hitting that super eight. Well, I think we were uh, seventy five is what. And we were wrong. trying to. I knew we were going to get dinner or something too. We were and trying remember, to get to Indianapolis. That's where yeah. we're headed. I think. And we're cruising about, I don't know, seventy five miles an yes. hour, eighty miles yes. an hour. We're we're cruising, man. And all of a sudden, we hear this what we thought was a gunshot. Yeah. <laughs> just. We're like, it was what so that like a bomb went we off. We all man. looked at it and we're like, what the crap just happened? And all of a sudden, I look around and I see our suitcases tumbling down the interstate. Yes, and transfer trucks just weaving. running over them, just yeah, smacking weaving them, them and hit trying their running over them, trying their best not to not to hit it, but they hit it, man. They and our our suitcases are just exploding all over the interstate, <laughs> clothes everywhere, Everything man. We have, and you know, you 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 were driving, you put on brakes, pull over, or whatever. And we get out and we start jogging back and we see a box truck had pulled over with like, yeah, with like this and construction crew, this construction crew. And we were like, they're throwing all of our clothes in the back of their truck. What are they doing? Dude, like, they're stealing oh everything gosh. we got. And so, no, they were just helping us out, yeah, man. They were just we didn't know get that it at that road. point. We didn't know it at the time. Right. Oh my gosh, dude. We went and to so, the next exit at McDonald's or something. They were still, they were down there. Yes, and they gave yeah. us back everything. We got and Dave's stuff. suitcase had a big tire print. Yeah. <laughs> right Dude, on the clothes, top. His clothes had legitimate skid marks. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. And so what we had to do now, now understand that this top that we carried was like one of these luggage compartments. Yeah, it, it wasn't was like ours. A, like it was, it was Sears, our manager's. It was a Sears Cargo. Yeah, right. Sears Cargo. So we top. didn't know what to do, so we ended up in Fort Wayne. That's where yeah. we ended up, and we thought, you know what? We got to buy this dude yeah. a new one. Yep. So we went to a Sears yep. in Fort Wayne, and we found one there at the store, and we, you know, but you have to assemble it. You know, it's not just – they're not just going to put it up on top of the car for you, so – it was so freaking cold outside that you yeah. could not. So they let us sit in the uh, place where they do auto repairs, yeah. you know, in inside in Sears. Yeah, or they change tires and stuff. They gave, yeah. yeah, they gave us a box of tools. Yep. And they, they gave us a toolbox, and they we sat down. We got the instructions out, <laughs> and we put that thing together. It took us two hours, man. It was the worst. It, yeah, but we bought him a new one, to clap, and there we went, man. Away we went, yeah. and... Uh, but yeah. you know what was interesting about that tour? I mean, it was it was so fun because there was one place where, you know, we were doing a morning radio show and I had bought a a Tickle Me Elmo mm. doll for yeah. my 1-year-old at that mm. point. That was when Elmo was the raving 
toy to find. And you, yeah. and we had bought it in September. You couldn't find this thing anywhere. And I remember a dude calling me up in the morning show and go, I'll give you several hundred bucks for that Elmo. And I wouldn't sell it, man. There was no way I was selling it. I wish I'd have sold that sucker today, man. But <laughs> it's still in my house, actually, oh my in, in, my, in my attic. Yeah. But I wish I'd have sold them. But, but we had a person come out. During one of those morning shows, a woman and a daughter came and took us to eat breakfast, but the only thing open was the Pizza Hut. <laughs> Remember that? They took us to a Pizza Hut to eat. And that was, I think, wasn't that in Ohio? That was like... It was in Ohio. Lima? Lima, like, or Lima something Ohio like or something like that. Yeah. But it was so cold, But it, and we were in Cleveland, and it was just butt cold up there, too. But, you know, the, the great thing about that tour was... Um, our little radio single did really well for us. It did, great. It did really well for us. Yep. And, and it, so it proved that when you build relationships, you know, all the crap that you do, all the flat tires and the people that don't show up for your gig. And then, you know, when you're playing rock star and you throw the pick out of the audience and somebody gives it back <laughs> to you cause they think you dropped it. I mean, you know, come on, man, I mean, I'm doing my best rock and roll. here. Oh, give man. me the pick back. That's right. That's right. <laughs> you know, don't don't give me the pick back. But yeah, there were some there were some crazy. You told me something about, you know, being the wrestling fans that we were. What was that you were telling me earlier about? Well, when I was a, yeah, when I was a kid growing up in Charlotte, you know, it was NWA wrestling was kind of the thing, right? It was the Mid Atlantic Wrestling Conference oh, or whatever. And man. and it was you know Ric Flair and Ricky Steamboat, Blackjack, all of them. Oh man, Wahoo Magnum TA, Wahoo, yes, Dusty yes. Rhodes. Yes. Well, Nikita Koloff was the hottest, one of the hottest wrestlers at the time. The man. Russian. Like he, oh my gosh, the Russian assassin. Him yeah. and and uh, Ivan Koloff, you know, Uncle Ivan. He was the Russian bear, wasn't he, or That's something right. like that? Yeah, yeah, man. That's right. Well, those guys were just like hot, man. They were superstars when it came to, to wrestling back then. And I remember my dad had taken me to the old Charlotte Coliseum out there on um, on Independence Boulevard mm -hmm. and to, to watch wrestling. And I remember I was a huge fan of Magnum TA, and it was Magnum. I believe the the fight that night was Magnum and Wahoo against um, Ivan and Nikita. Okay. You know, USA okay. versus the Russians, yes. right? Oh, yes. And, like Rocky versus Drago. Oh, man. And so we had like third row right there on the floor. Awesome seats. Yes, man. And, you know, Nikita oh, this and I. It's real, dude. Oh, I mean, people yes, think, right, some it's people real. think wrestling's fake. I don't get I it. I know. It's real. It's straight <laughs> up. And so Ivan and Nikita were bald. And, yeah. you know, they they yelled like Russians and they had this yes. thick accent and you yeah. know, whatever. And I remember, you know, the whole crowd was chanting, egghead, egghead, <laughs> egghead, you know, like that. And I'm yelling and I'm, chat, you know, yelling and, and throwing my arms up at him. And bro, Nikita turns around, and I swear, out of the ten thousand people in that room, he looked me dead in the eyes, <laughs> and he pointed at me with fire in his eyes. And bro, so I sat down, and I was like, "Dude, yeah, I ain't, he ain't so coming down here and kicking my butt." And bro, I was so scared. Well, years and years later, we're mm -hmm. on the road, and Nikita shows up to a show. Right, Nikita right. Come off. Yes. And I remember we're in catering and we're having we're eating lunch and he's there. And by this point, he's got slick back black hair. Yes. You don't even, you don't even know who it is. It doesn't even look like Nikita Koloff. Right. And um, but we we started talking and I told him that story and he just started cracking up. He thought that yeah. was so funny. Yes. And I was like, I was like, you're not even from Russia, are you? He goes, <laughs> oh, man, I'm from my born and raised in Minnesota. He's yeah. like, and, and, I've had I've I've been to Russia, but that was like five years ago, you know. And I was like, oh my gosh, it's so funny, oh man. Yes, and, and Ivan's the same way. I met the time I met Ric Flair. Um, 
he talked to me for about 20 minutes like I was the only guy in the room. The whole time I'm looking at him, I'm thinking, dude, I remember when Piper like beat the crap out of you at Greensboro, you know, and I'm seeing that. I'm seeing it was just so fun. But that's the cool thing about being on the road is all the folks you meet. Yeah. So, yeah, man, we got to meet so many great people. And one of the greatest one of the things that happened to us, though, that was is great is, you know, we went did a did a little Canada stint. You know, and we had started this little tour. This was crazy for us. We had started in Jacksonville, Florida. And is it now correct me if I'm wrong. Was this the same trip we went into Canada or was that another trip to Canada? No, we did this one. We did this one thing. when We started in Jacksonville. We basically covered the rest of the country for like two and a half weeks Mm -hmm. on that little tour. But then one time on this same tour, we went up in Canada. We started in uh, Montana, then went up into Canada. Yeah, we flew, we, we flew to great falls, Montana. We had a show. There was a a really nice theater there. I don't know. Maybe holds 2000 people. And it was, it was pretty full that night. It was a, a, that was a good show. So we played great falls that night. And then, um, we rented a van and we drove from Great Falls, Montana, the next day uh, up, to, up to Canada. And yeah, we were we were, we were, um, we were headed Alberta, to. Uh, well, we did. We played in Edmonton, Edmonton one night, right. and then we played Alberta the next night. Right, and it was the Edmonton. But so, so whatever, whichever gig was first was like mm-hmm. the crazy thing was it was like a seven o'clock gig that night. Yeah, and it was in I can't remember the auditorium it was in, but in that town. But yeah, the we everything was cool until we got to the border. Yeah. And dude, customs held us up. They wanted, cause we carried, you know, t-shirts and we carried CDs and we carried Not all of our posts, gear too. All of our gear. And man, they made us, they made, they looked well, first at of everything all, we had. First of all, they turned us around. They said, Hey, listen, <laughs> you got to come back tomorrow. We're like, we got the show tonight. We can't come back tomorrow. Like we can't yes. come back tomorrow, and so they sent us away though, man, because they were just like, "Hey, no, you gotta, you can't, we can't do this tonight. We don't have enough time to do it oh tonight. We don't gosh. have the staff." So they sent us back. So we literally had to turn around the Canadian border, go back into the states. Well, we never got out out of the states technically. Right. And we went and found a hotel. And oh, so we didn't slept. play that night. No, huh? So what? we slept. We slept for the night. That. We slept for the night, and then we got up the next morning and drove back to the border. We spent. Eight hours minimum. That's right. Yeah, exactly. They made us empty our trailer. We had to catalog every item that we had. I had to pull out all my drums. All the sticks. They had to look at, I mean, everything. Symbols. I had to write down 16-inch Zildjian (laughs) custom, you know, estimated price or whatever on every piece of gear we had. Oh, wow. It literally took all day long. So tell me and this. So, so, so do we have a gig that we had? So we had a gig home? that night. No, we had a gig that oh, okay, night. Okay. 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 And so what happened was we finally got everything loaded up and we were looking at our, our, our watch in the clock. There's and no we're way. Never going to make it. Never, right. ever going to make it. We had to go into Edmonton from there. How well, far we still, that was. we still had four or five hours to drive. Right. Yeah. And so, um, so we, we started driving, we were booking it. We were so pissed off. And so we're driving and I we remember didn't have, they were providing production too. That yes. Night. They provided yeah. production and, you know, drums and amps and all that kind of stuff. Right, all everything. we had to do was go in. I had to put my cymbals up in my snare, my kick drum or my right. kick pedal. And then you guys had your guitars and mm-hmm. microphone stuff. And so I remember we, when we pulled up, the venue was packed. And there were people waiting outside in the cold snow. At least a thousand people were already in the room. And yeah. we were just like, well, 
So I remember carrying carrying our gear down the middle of the aisle in this venue, (laughs) setting our crap up on stage while the whole crowd's already in the venue. Watching us do that. Watching us do that. And then we do a quick little little sound check. And then the dude comes out and introduces us. And I remember he said, too, he goes, we got a band from America. And the crowd booed. (laughs) <laughs> like, wait a minute! You guys all came to see us. Y'all paid Did you not know? Near Did you not know? Oh my Think gosh, we were from? So you think we were from Calgary? We won. We won oh, those people over, man. Oh yeah, we, we did, over, man. man. That was a great, great night. That was actually in Calgary because yep. the next night was Edmonton. The reason I know that is because we got to spend the day at the mall, West, the big mall there. Mall. Mm-hmm. Yes, we got to spend some time there. But yeah, that was a great trip, man. Um. You know, the thing about us being on the road, the one thing we we pulled from all this fact is the fact that, you know, we've been friends for as long as that band's been together. And we, you know, we've always kept in touch through these years, regardless of what we were doing. So when we got ready to put this podcast together. We thought, hey, you know what? These people don't know who we are, you know, but no. we all just share a little bit of what we went through, you know, and how much it meant to us to be able to go out and play our music. You know, um, we're still somewhat in the music business. I haven't done a record since these days that we did one, you know, and I don't do that. This is my outlet for that. But this was, this was something that we wanted to do to kind of share with everybody what our past was and why we're such great people. <laughs> oh, we're such likable guys. <laughs> but yeah, man, man, we are so awesome. We are the best. Yeah. No, really though. If you don't like us, matter of fact, if you just hate our guts, come hang out with us on Instagram and That's Facebook right. and tell us all about it. That's right, man. You can find us there every day, 24-7. Hang out with us on Instagram, man, no doubt. Come find us, man. We're there at the sort of cool show, Instagram or Facebook. The support we would you. love to see you subscribe to the podcast. Tell your friends. It's the only way this thing's going to spread. And guess it, what? It is spreading. So thank is. you. There are people Absolutely. all over the world listening right now. And so we really appreciate you, Jimmy, bro. It's good bro. to hang out, man. Good, good reminisce and hang out, bro. I'll see you next week. Later on, bro. Bye.